And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. You know it, baby. At Dynasty Madman. And, and Shane Manila. So week one panic mode is still in effect, I see. Um, no. Just, just looking at this one tweet. He didn't tweet at us, but you uh, you uh, tweet it. And uh, this guy at Roto Surgeon said, for those who are contemplating benching Nick Chubb tonight, you can't start him against the Bengals. Who can you start him against? So this time a week <laughs> the ago. overreaction, yeah. This time a week ago, Nick Chubb was a top 12 running back in the uh, in the dynasty community. And now he is RB, what, 56? Yeah. Uh, uh, Somewhere uh, behind Naheem Hines. After a first week of craziness, the crazy NFL season that is, if dynasty players are reacting that quickly, and I know it's a dynamic game we play, but if they're reacting that quickly, then Nick Chubb never was good because we're talking about (laughs) – you can't have it both ways. Either the Browns are bad, Nick Chubb is good, they're going to get him some volume – you know the whole story but that's true with every player that people are down on right now it's one week and if they, if you were high on those players before this week but one week changed your mind you better go back to your process well like, you he's mentioning it jeremy because i was the one that just answered that guy's tweet and i tagged yeah. our show with it but when he said that thing about if you can't play him against the Bengals, who can you play him against that's one of the arguments that was in my head so i didn't even consider benching him because it's the Bengals, you know it's true yeah <laughs> i can't imagine bench in him already no I mean, that's crazy talk to me unless right you, you have to be stacked uh at some positions to be thinking about benching nick chubb i think that's a dumb move by people to be honest there are a lot of moves that people are making that maybe they don't start a player this week because of last week nick chubb's not that kind of player and this is the kind of game to play nick chubb for sure aj brown not practicing might miss a couple weeks so Corey davis might be a thing maybe that'd be great I'd be happy. Um, that would I, be great. I still own him in a bunch of leagues. He'd be the, you know, Devontae Parker of 2020. Year Two players of, on the same team would be good, too. Break out. Yeah. Like that offense, man. I mean, and Juno Smith actually had a good uh, week, too, um, for what it's worth. But so I was just looking yeah. at what I thought was fun, because I, I don't really care about the news, because by the time people – hear this show the news will change 15 times over with who might not play and who will although one piece of news i did find funny and fucking hilarious and totally adam gasish is they did sign kaylin balaj <laughs> the best part of the kaylin balaj thing shane is in what in all of our waivers in the listener league i saw you just put your head down in the listener league thing especially in hq1 you put five hundred dollars down on on josh adams so much money, and dude. and 450 wait, excuse me no I, you did it in in all of our leagues that we're in I, I, and you, you did it in all of them he I did saw the he, one you commented on yeah and he did that and then yeah. and and in all of those, I also got Kalen Balaj behind him. In only yeah. one of them, I had to pay for him. In the other ones, I was getting him for like 2 or $3. But then he said something in one of the chats, and then I wrote, oh, yeah, and Josh Adams went back down to the practice squad today. And Shane was like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, yeah. he didn't know. So then what I did is I went into every league. I t- <laughs> you know, I typed in Josh Adams in the, the find the player thing in MFL. Yeah. And I said, all right, where isn't he rostered by me already? Because those waivers <laughs> have already run. Ain't shit I can do about that. So I said, okay. I went back in and I had to delete him from about <laughs> twenty waiver runs. Were they still so, where they hadn't run yet? You mean it yeah, had run, yeah. So, 
So, you know, I do complain about waivers not all running on the same days in certain leagues. But oh, it's hard. It I know. Me. I hate that. But, but you know, it kind of sucks because I'm like, ah, oh, Josh Adams, definitely. This is the way to go. <laughs> and Adam Gase said, no, 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 no. I want Kalen Bellage because he is terrible. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's, Gase. that's a Gase move yeah. right there for sure. So like you got you Frank Gore and Kalen Bellage for the next three weeks. Josh Adams sent back down to the practice squad. Um <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny was though it, it's one of those kind of things where we talked about it last week too where we have to really be on the ball with all these players about whether they're on the practice squad not on the press squad you know playing this week not playing this week i don't even know how many injuries or people that popped up on the injury like last minute on sunday people were changing their lineups all so over hard. the place it really was and for i was doing that till up to one you know the first yeah. game started and then again at the afternoon games because i it was right down to the wire and you said something about that before the season mike and it Look, if you can just afford, like that if you can afford it and you're in it and enough leagues to do it it makes sense to get the fantasy pros um yeah. hall of fame package just because you can set your leagues that it'll go autopilot well that's cool i didn't i never heard of that yeah and you know the, the reason i'll use that is because well, I, I haven't. I, I thought about it because I didn't miss anyone. I somehow didn't start Clyde Edwards Hilaire in one <laughs> league last week in a league that I lost by 14 points. Oh, so God. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, one but, thing real quick, man, because you, you guys glossed over it, A.J. Brown. Are you really concerned about him? He didn't have the greatest start to this season, but we like him, and he's a really great player, and it's – are you going to not start him this week? I mean, kind of going well, along with some of the other studs out there. He's that, not going to play – um, oh, yeah, he's he, hurt. He's right. got injured he's foot, hurt. so he's yeah. missed practice. And the word is that he might miss a few weeks. So you're already looking at him out a few weeks, Mike Th- Michael Thomas. So you're not starting either of those guys, Thomas. I will definitely hurts. not roll either of those guys out in my lineups. Um, <laughs> and I have Michael sucks, Thomas everywhere. Ugh. And I don't have a lot of Michael Thomas in my in, in a lot of my leagues. But the uh, leagues I have sure him in, I, I am especially top-heavy. Uh-huh. It's You know what I mean? Like it's a Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and then a bunch of guys. <laughs> type of deal because it was yeah. like i got michael thomas and Devonte adams i'm gonna smash every week and uh not so much now jeremy um, and i talked about it a lot because i did michael thomas in so many of our startups this off season and jeremy's like you just keep taking michael thomas i'm like yeah i, I want to go that direction you know and, my guy. <laughs> and it's funny too because i in one of my leagues i have michael thomas george kittle and um, oh, there was a third one that got hurt too. That that now are not playing. Those three aren't playing. And then I also had Geis on that roster and Leonard Fournette. Geis is- steered away from <laughs> Gurley and Evans, so now he's got to tap into the guys I was going for instead of Gurley and Evans. Though I do like both of those guys too. Do you think the injuries though that are happening, or that we're going to see more injuries because we we didn't have preseason, we didn't have the guys playing this football the same way. I mean, you know, yes. I don't think the quarterbacks like Rodgers, guys like that probably aren't going to struggle those veteran guys as much but younger players and just players at certain positions are probably going to get hurt more um buddy of the show buddy of mine um ff intervention he did an article uh sometime in the summer looking at the lockout um you know the last time there was a lockout in the nfl because we missed the preseason at you know what i mean i don't know why i said you know what i mean um but you know we didn't have a preseason then either and there was a lot more like hamstring injuries and things like that because you know like we joke about football shape it's not the same as being in shape it's just not you know and there's just things like your body has to go through those reps to actually get prepped for football 
And that's, I think, you know, all year we're going to see guys dealing with hamstring issues. And then, you know, those unfortunately hamstring issues, if you don't shut it down and actually heal all the way, it's something that can pop up and affect you four weeks down the road. Look, it already cost us Le'Veon Bell of yeah. all people. I mean, uh, <laughs> of all people, yeah, yeah, I, roster even more. I was going to say, Jeremy, what you said. I would think more the the not having the practices and not having like a regular camp for all those guys to play. I think that hurt them more than not having the preseason games because most yeah. of the studs that play they don't even play barely in the preseason games. Right. But the fact that they didn't have the regular camp and the regular practices, even you know. Everybody had such high hopes for Tampa Bay and those guys, the whole team, it just looked like shit. But, but part of it was because they had no timing together that everything was it, they, cause it's all a new team, a new quarterback, a new everything. So I think a lot of that showed, but maybe you're right. Maybe if they had a preseason game, then Brady and those guys may have played more preseason than they normally would have. But they missed the other stuff. Yeah. You know, we talked about it on other shows and it's kind of, we're seeing it now. We're yeah. reaping what they sowed. We're, we're you know, and I hope it doesn't continue. I hope at some point it's, I mean, it's bound to like kind of flatten, but um, you know, it's its gonna be a rocky road for, for fantasy football more than most years even. Well, kind of what you asked about AJ Brown um, and, and then we kind of joked about Chubb, Chubb at the beginning. There is a lot of people that are overreacting to what happened just in one week. And if you look at the fact, like you're saying, no practice, no preseason games, there was a lot of sloppy stuff going on. So maybe it may take one or two weeks for some of these guys to gel together. But it also... But you know, what's, what's funny about it, too, though, is some of the overreaction, the exact same things happened last year. Sammy Watkins yeah. went nuts. Right. Um, you know, last year it was Tyreek Hill got hurt. So, you know, Ty but Sammy Watkins went nuts this year, uh, this year again in the opening. All right, Sammy looks good again. I think yeah. Sammy might, this might be the year. Malcolm Brown <laughs> scores two touchdowns. Oh, he did it last year. And now, but this year it's different because Todd Gurley's not there anymore. Todd Gurley was a shell of himself last year and he still took that job from Malcolm Brown. Yeah. Like anyone that thinks that Malcolm Brown is the long term solution there is crazy if you if anyone at all is fading date uh, david acres jesus if anyone at all is fading cam if they're fading cam acres off of a rookie performance that they feel was poor it's a rookie performance where there was no fucking preseason yeah relax you drafted with cam acres for, for years that they could trust right. in a game script and, and people are Acting like Cam Akers sucks. Exactly. This is first game in the NFL, and exactly. Malcolm Brown's been in that system for what four years now. Like Malcolm Brown should come out there and smash. You know, <laughs> you know what, what I mean? NFL Good for him. We're past the, the the fantasy points in some of our leagues, and they show what they think Malcolm Brown's going to get this week. Uh -huh. I still did not check the box to start him in a league because of that very reason. Like at some point, Cam Akers is going to you know get the carries and it's going to level off. And you know if it's I have other running backs, I don't need to start Brown. But yeah, I just I'm not going to I'm not going to make that move because I don't think it's the situation. Lens. It's not an injury to Gurley and Malcolm Brown's got the job. He's just holding. He's a placeholder. Right. So Cam gets ready. Well, I traded Malcolm what? Brown. I traded him. Yeah. You did? Sell so high, Shane. I, I, I wanted to finish my point because I wanted to ask you a okay, question about it. No, no, no. No, that's fine. I wanted to ask you a question. That's why I was leading up to that point. But what did you trade Malcolm Brown for? Now that you brought it up, what did you trade Malcolm Brown for? And then I'll go back to my point. Good question. I need to go look that up. What did I trade Malcolm Brown for? <laughs> you brought it up. Malcolm I thought Brown. you wanted to say it. Where is he at? Oh, here you go. So I traded Malcolm Brown and James Robinson 
um, to uh, Week One Wonders and Emmanuel Sanders for uh, Ronald Jones and for Junu Smith. Good. Um, yeah, in a league where the only tight end I owned was um, Irv Smith, uh-huh. um, who uh, had one target on yeah. Sunday. That's not that's not what I was looking for from him. In a game that they were playing catch up too, which is a little frightening. Like if he's not going to get targets, then. Ugh. And it's perfect that you said that trade because that actually does go into the question I was going to ask you before. But Jeremy, what do you think of that trade? And then I'll ask you the question. Yeah, no, I mean, it's fine. He needed a tight end. And yeah, I mean, if, if you're probably not going to be able to sell higher on Malcolm Brown than right now as, as Cam gets in. Is that what you mean? And Irv Smith, I mean, I love him, but that's not enough to rely on yet. People pick on Kyle Rudolph, but he's still there. He's still in the game, you know, a ton. And so Irv's time is probably like, you know, later this season, next year, we'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, no, that's that's a... I think that's a patented chain move as I watch his son cross behind in the living room. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, All right, cool. Well, then my question, what I was leading to when we were talking about the overreaction and what you were saying about the A.J. Browns and the Chubbs is, you know, if if you're going to overreact to week one of them playing poorly, you don't want to take them out because, like you said, they're still the studs and maybe things can work out. But there was a handful of people that actually played way better than what people thought they were going to do. So people were reacting that way to the players that played better. So I was going to ask you about two of them. One of them was Ronald Jones. I was going to ask you about Ronald Jones because we've gone back and forth and we were all uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and blah, 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 blah. But you traded Malcolm Brown for and you got Ronald Jones. I know you said you wanted Jonu Smith, but you got Ronald Jones in there. Do you guys think anything different with Tampa Bay right now? Or do you think Leonard Fournette may get to do something? Or is it going to be Ronald Jones? I think it was Before more... Shane gives you the, his long answer, a good throw answer, I just want to say the only thing I really care about with Ronald Jones is, Jones is that somebody took him out of the lineup in our DFB league and didn't play him and played some rookie wide receivers. I'm like, come on, man. It's a, you got to play Rojo. How primed is he to get the ball? Even like five carries that dude was going to use those five carries to the utmost. So I was, I was sad to see go back in and see that we didn't start him and the Tampa Bay game started. And I was like, damn it. Oh, when you said somebody, you meant us. I didn't realize that. (laughs) So here's the thing. I I had no idea what what the touch and I wanted to see what it was going to look like there. Right. But I guess that – and what worries me about Ronald Jones is that's probably the apex for his year. I can't imagine that they just gave that money to Leonard Fournette for one year and they're not going to use him. Okay. So it's weird. Yeah. It's still a weird signing because Leonard Fournette's not a good pass catching back and he's not a good uh, pass blocker, which are both things that Tom Brady likes. But he's either way – He's not good at breaking tackles. It's funny that he has a job as a running back. As right. <laughs> I mean, you know, Arians said nice things about Rojo, um, said he made some, you know, yards for he made yards on his own, basically, because the line he didn't say the line block like shit, but the line block like shit. Um, And he, you know, he made some yards for himself and he he should have a good week this week is is what you'd expect. Right. Because uh, Tampa Bay is playing a weak run defense in. Yeah. You mean Rojo, not Fournette, right? Like I, I meant Rojo. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you meant Rojo. What's uh, okay. what's oh this Sunday? They're when playing you have the, no running the Panthers. Backs, but Miles Sanders, you probably want to roll Rojo yeah, right. out there too. So they're they're, so they're, they're, they're playing the pace. they're playing the Panthers. So uh, you assume if Rojo gets the same amount of touches, I mean, he should have another good week. So does that buy him if he has a strong week? I wonder if that does buy him another week or two. It's just with with some coaches, it would it would buy you some currency, some. 
some, think? but not with Bruce Arians. Yeah. Bruce Arians threw Tom Brady under the bus during the <laughs> press conference of the he, first game. He really did. He really so, did. <laughs> you know. It seems like a bad move. Like, of all the guys that you don't need to motivate from week to week, Tom Brady probably stands the f- yeah. out. Like, he <laughs> motivates himself, man. I mean, He's you definitely. know, it's like what's his name told us? Um, the quarterback guru that his elevator speech to this day is that I was a six round pick. You know that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah definitely smart. throwing Brady under the bus at the post game press conference was a, uh, that's unique, the yeah. unique way to go about it. He did correct himself though. Cause he didn't, you know, he, um, he originally blamed Brady for, I think both interceptions, um, but kind of took the blame back the next day. But you know what I mean? No one's watching those Monday pressers. They remember what you said Sunday after the game. Yeah. But either way, so, you know, just oh, no. he's not the type of coach that one week of even two weeks of performance is going to buy you any kind of currency. That that seems like as soon as he can, he's going to get Fournette in there. It's funny, too, when you mention about Brady, because even at the end of the game, you see Brady sitting there and he looked so pissed. And the thing that I'm thinking in my head is he's the one that's going to motivate himself to come out there next week and play better. But now you've got Godwin and the the concussion protocol. And then so you've got uh, Mike Evans, who was hobbling around and all that kind of crap this past week. And then Scotty Miller played pretty well. Scotty Miller, baby. You know, they do have a a good team still, no doubt. Uh, Lots of weapons. They have depth. Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing about Scotty is I went to go pick him up and it turned out I had him on eight taxi squads. So I was like, oh, I don't need to pick him up. I already have him. But um, I own own Scott and Scott. Scott Miller in a few different leagues. He's right. definitely a guy that if you if he's floating around on your waiver wire, yeah. um, you need to pick him up. Uh, unfortunately, most of the leagues, I think he was free in one league that yeah. I'm in out of the 55 MFL leagues. Only one of um, mine, too. He was only available in one, yeah. But if he's available, <laughs> I mean, grab him. Look, Brady likes his, his short slot, quick twitch slot receivers. Uh, he's a hard worker. Um, he's a gym rat. He's a, uh, all those other uh, uh, dog whistles that the announcers use. Um, but either way, he, you know, he definitely he saw what like I think seven targets last week. Yeah, he had the second most targets on the Bucks. And we knew um, whoever got the job in the slot as, as the permanent receiver, we weren't sure how that was going to shake out. Godwin sometimes played there right. pretty well. We didn't know, but whoever got that gig, Brady makes that receiver into fantasy star. I mean, or certainly a, a consistent, you know, target producer, like you just said in week one. And that's cool. Cause you answered my question before I asked you, Jeremy, that's what I wanted to ask you, what you thought about him and how Brady would go to him. Do you believe yeah, man, whoever got that role? I would want to have, I'd, I'd want to, you know, pick up shares of him. And he is a good player. Like Shane said, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that it went to a guy that wasn't owned. Yeah. on so many teams that you know you could go out and get but how about poor brady like he's <laughs> used to a guy coming in and saying so brady really stunk up the game huh and we're on to cincinnati you know arians just come out and say well you know we got a new quarterback a uh-huh. lot of new players it was week <laughs> one and just like be a little bit like diplomatic for your player that you coveted and brought to your team to be an asshole like i know he's a good coach and like there's method to like the strategy these coaches take but do you really need to do that like as a good manager to Tom Brady, he's been around the block so much that you don't need to 
play games with him. I, it's weird that he did that. It was um, funny. But there was a third player that I wanted to ask both of you about, and those were the two. And then the third one, I want to ask you first, Jeremy, because Shane and I already discussed this on Twitter for a while. But the other, oh. pl- the other player, when you talk about reaction, the player that played better than what a lot of people thought would be was Naheem Hines. You know, and... <laughs> And he, I see Shane's face, but we, we went back and forth on Twitter, but you weren't around, so I didn't, so I wanted to get your opinion. What do you think about that situation there? In, no, in, in the discussions. I that, wasn't around? In, saying, in, in the discussions uh, that yeah. Shane and I were having on Twitter, you weren't around. So I wanted to get your opinion on that situation there in Indianapolis. Well, I see that they did use, um, you know, a, a good amount of uh, Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah, caught the ball more uh-huh. than people expected. So they definitely want to get the ball in the hands of um, their running backs. We know Philip Rivers likes to do that. Um, you know, uh, it's not he, you know he used he turned Eckler into what Eckler became really just through the dinking and dunking and the you know the little five yard passes. I think a lot of people expected Hines to maybe have that role, and um, you know before Jonathan Taylor was drafted, and then it kind of got quiet. They drafted Jonathan Taylor, and everybody's thinking Jonathan Taylor. It's gonna, you know, knock knock Mac out of a role. Mac's a pretty good running back in his own right. But I, I don't. I mean, I don't think Hines is gonna maintain this pace as long as Taylor becomes the starting running back. That's all I mean. But I, I do like Hines as a player. I've got nothing bad to say about that. Well, part of what it was, you know, Marlon Mack got hurt and he's on IR, so he's done for the year. So Taylor is that main guy. So Shane and I were going back and forth because Shane kept saying Hines sucks. Hind sucks. Get rid of him. Hind sucks. And my opinion was, oh, <laughs> and by yeah, I didn't see any of this. So yeah, that was pretty good that you framed it that way. But and then my opinion was, like you said, he was what I was hoping he would be after watching Priv all these years. I was hoping he would have that kind of role where where eventually they could build up some kind of rapport of throwing it to him and running around. And and He's he played well. Somebody. Right. So yeah, I'm going to say, I'll... so Shane, so go ahead and I don't want to answer for you. So go ahead and say it if I said that wrong about you. No, no, no. I mean, he sucks at football, hundred <laughs> percent. He's not a good player. He's a he's a he's a negative. Throwing him the ball, he's he's Theo Riddick. Theo Riddick gave you. An, he might Theo Riddick might even have given you a running back one season. I don't really remember, but he gave you a season or two where it was like, wow, this is great. He's got yeah, eighty five receptions for four hundred and sixteen yards. He's a running back. He's a high end RB too sell that because where's theoretic two years later that dude's dead <laughs> in the dirt i'm telling you just look i'm not saying tell Hines for nothing you know what i mean i'm we'll just saying if you're gonna yeah if you have Hines on your team sell now obviously he's he's one injury away from apparent you know having all backfield to himself and him and jordan wilkins but jonathan taylor is a f-ing monster if frank reich is as good as people seem to think he is he'll notice at some point like oh when we throw the ball to jonathan taylor this is what happens when we throw it to naheem hines this is what happens and you know i don't like running backs i don't like especially running backs that only have one out like you can't use naheem and naheem hines in the running game you know what i mean like once once in a while he might pop one he might break one but he's a net negative but for fantasy yeah i mean if you're a contender now yeah, if you're a contender and you want to ride him out, I can't be mad at you. You you know my philosophy on it is you always sell mediocre players um, once they become valuable assets because they're going to – water finds its level. Right. Naheem Hines will become Theo. Water rises to its own level. I love yeah. to say that. 
Theoretic, will, I mean, excuse me, Naheem Hines will um, morph into Theoretic before you yeah. know it. That's all. Yeah, See, Taylor's and, got that. And, and my point is, I believe Taylor's the main guy too, of course. But also, you know, there was times when Melvin Gordon and Eckler were playing at the same time. They, where they got enough fantasy points. Right. And, and what you're saying about contender, that's what I agree too. I think if you have a team that he helps your team right now, I just was trying to say to you that I wouldn't sell him right now because I hope that he does what I was I hoping he would do. Too. Yeah, and change, right, like that, you know, maybe his value doesn't go up from here. It's maybe let's say that his value value just stays where it is right now. Right. I can understand why Shane's saying to sell him. You, if you're going for a title, Jonathan Taylor's not going to get 100% of the running back work in that offense. It's certainly not yet. So Hines definitely, regardless of how much he sucks, he has a, a role and he's going to get fantasy points. It, almost every team is that way now. There is not really any team where there's only one running back on the field all the time. So the biggest thing we look for in fantasy football starts with an O, ends in a Y. Opportunity. Or I mean, you can't discount that. That's <laughs> theoretic. Opportunity, man. Yeah. Right. Opportunity is right. So I what mean, we it's just that's all it is with him. Yeah. No, look, and my my only point, and it's always, and I'm never going to change this. It's just if you're if it's a mediocre player. And they are above their skis. Their their value is far exceeding what they're going to actually be able to provide over a long term. You sell, right? Um, but just to that end, so uh, because I write for them, I get to get on their site for free. Uh-huh. I went on the Dynasty League uh, football website, and I wanted <laughs> to look up some trades for our friend Naheem Hines. Awesome, yeah. That um, I, I, you mentioned that earlier, and I did want to hear what what has some of the trades that happened in the last two days for him. So so far, my fir- favorite one I've seen so far is Naheem Hines on one side. Yeah, well, no, never mind. I, did, I just noticed the year and a 2022 first and a 2022 fourth. Somebody traded Naeem Himes for a 2022 first and and fourth, a fourth, like the fourth matters. Um, uh, so uh, two years from now, first round pick for him. 21, 22. Yeah. 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 Uh, the way that works. And, and then again, uh, if that is a team that needs the player that's going to get them the points, Jeremy and I have talked about this a million times. I'll trade away a first two years from now. I have plenty of opportunities to get him back. <laughs> okay. How about this? We've got Naheem Hines on one side. Then we have uh, Ronald Jones, uh, 2021 fir- uh, second, excuse me, and a 2021 fourth. See, I guess. Jones and the two picks for Hines? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, in that case, it would probably be the Jones and the two picks because you can also do something else with those two picks and you have Jones that is playing right now with your rationality about neither one of them being the long-term uh, Yeah, that's solution. the side I would want of that, of yeah. that trade. Ronald Jones is going to be a starter somewhere at some point. Just know that. So this trade I find interesting. So it's 10-team, 2QB, um, Drew Brees, Naheem Hines, and a 2021 first for Allen Robinson. It's a four-point um, touchdown. See, touchdown. Did you say a 10-team league? 10-team league, yes. And, and, Just go for whoever the hell you want, not the quarterback. So Allen Robinson in a 10-teamer, I think, is what I would want. And then this is another thing without, you know, we kind of skipped over the news today, but Allen Robinson is another weird situation. The guy. He's okay now. Is he? He's okay. Yeah, that's why I didn't even bring it up. Okay. Yeah, he he took down all his, the Bears media. He demanded a trade, but he didn't really demand a trade. He just asked maybe about a trade and now everything's fine. Okay. All right. Because it's just weird how things get.
get blown up out of proportion, you know? It, it's true. Yeah. Somebody, oh, look, Shane deleted all of his social media stuff. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God, is he still alive? I, I mean, they overreact to everything, it seems. Now, I mean, I'm just saying, like, right now, status quo with those players in a 10-teamer. Drew Brees, this last season, no, before he enters the broadcast booth. Even if he plays next year, I don't care. But in a 10-teamer, it's way easy to get quarterbacks compared to a 14-teamer, let's say. And Allen Robinson, I want him over those other assets, I think, um, in that trade. Yeah, yeah, Drew Brees, I think he averaged about six yards per attempt on um, Sunday. Right. He, yeah. um, it's not like I know, you know, people – and it, it, he hasn't been that downfield guy in a while, and people still hold, hold on to that. And, you know, it's fair because 13 years or whatever, 14 years of his career, that's who he was. But he's kind of been this – like he doesn't throw the ball deep anymore. That's just not yeah. who he is. Short range to intermediate passer. I mean, really, it's what he's done for years. Are but that's either, enough about Naheem Hines. I know. Are Please, for the love of God, can we move on to somebody yes. else? Yes. Uh, are you? Are either one of you in a ten-team league at all? Not that I am aware no, of. No. I'm in one ten-team league left, and it, it is definitely a different situation. And well, and everyone you know, has a great team. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Which is kind of <laughs> cool. I mean, if you think about it, it makes it, your strategies a little different. Like you are probably going to tell us. I mean, I, I haven't been in one for so long. Well, actually, no dynasty ten-teamers, yeah. but I haven't been in one in so long. It, it, the it would have to change so much about your approach to stuff. Quarterbacks, you really do. Super flex. The the it's good thing about it is the good thing about it is it's a contract league though and it's money league and all stuff. But you can definitely tell the people that have no idea what they're doing. So even in a ten team league, <laughs> there are still some people that don't necessarily have a good team. Um, but uh, uh, oh, wait, I made a James Robinson trade. James th- Robinson. That's, that, I was just gonna say if you wanted, we, we were we were gonna do shoot for a short show tonight because there's already football on tonight and everything like that. And one of the other big names that everybody talked about was James Robinson. So what was the James Robinson trade that you did? Such a huge trade. It's so huge. <laughs> and uh, just so you know, I drafted James Robinson at 410 in this particular league. You did? Um, yeah. I, whatever. Um, and then I just traded him for two 2021 third rounders. Okay. Because, again, I just look at it as pure profit because, but- yeah, I know he handled every running back carry out of the backfield last week for Jacksonville. Well, yeah, but Chris Thompson is apparently dead. Um, you know, Raquel Armstead's not there. And even in handling every carry, he only had 12 carries. Yeah, it's weird after the first week to know anything about that. But So are you saying on this team you have enough – weapons like on offense whether it's running backs or wide receivers that you can afford to get two-thirds like what the are you gonna do with two-thirds this team is trash oh okay well then that's different oh okay well then that's completely different then yeah and you know what and i will say this there was times during this last year's rookie draft Uh when i was trying like a motherfucker to get into the third round to grab a couple guys okay that that were sitting out there and i i couldn't get in now meanwhile I Those get, guys have crashed and burned like Anthony McFarland. But that, that's a story for another day. And I get that. I, that's why I was just wondering if uh, – I see Jeremy's mouth moving, but we don't hear him. Jeremy. No, he's muted himself. Oh. I don't think he's realized. Oh, he that. didn't know you were mute. Jeremy, you, you were muted. You were muted. Oh, it's okay. I was just saying we're in that league together. It's yeah. that contracts league. And it was really tough to trade in um, this past year. It was right. easier the year before. I traded in and moved around a bunch. But for whatever reason in this draft, man, uh, maybe it was just the the depth of the class. The, the people thought everybody was great, whatever. But it was tough to move in. He's right. 
So here's my favorite trade, uh-huh. just because of the names involved. Uh, <laughs> James Robinson for, wait a minute, this guy was last week's superstar before the season, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I saw Antonio Gibson dropped in one of my leagues. Somebody dropped oh, wow. him, really? actually. But Is then... No, no. But then, like, about 10 minutes later, they wrote in the group chat, I messed up. I was trying to do something, and I didn't mean to drop him. And all this and, and the commish didn't respond for, like, three hours. So the guy <laughs> was, like, freaking out <laughs> because he dropped him by accident. But uh, so that would be one of those kind of overreaction trades, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait a minute. So Antonio Gibson, a week ago at this fucking time, <laughs> at this very time, was going to smash, right? Uh-huh. So, again... The guy is a rookie. He's a, you know, he was a, technically a wide receiver in college, right? So he's technically a convert to the running back position. And you're like, no, no, no. I give up on him after one week. Nope, that's enough. <laughs> now give me James Robinson. After it, all the hype of Gibson, I mean, why would you do that? It's so yeah. funny how quickly people gave up on a lot of people, you know? you know? And, you know, it's one thing if you give up. So I tried to sell Malcolm Brown and James Robinson for Logan Thomas in the league. It's a it's a start to tight end, oh, two point okay. per point tight end. Yeah. Now do I you know, Logan Thomas is this week's flavor of the week. And I was like, oh, maybe I can sell him the trade, you know, the running backs. But it wasn't it was a, a for a position of need. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm starting Gerald Everett and Dallas Goddard, which Goddard's fine. It's just Gerald Everett apparently is going to be injured for the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. I understand making that pivot from one <laughs> position to another, <laughs> but you're literally taking last week's hot running back, Antonio Gibson, and trading him for James Robinson, this week's hot running back based yeah. of one game. You traded something else for James Robinson, like a future asset. So I kept Gibson. Why? I mean, why? I get churning over the bottom of our rosters. We do that, replacing like the bottom two guys. But if you just went hot and heavy or somehow had Gibson, that's fortunate. I feel like you almost traded down. Well, you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. you definitely did gain oh value. Investment. What's the matter? Oh What's the matter? You are not gonna. You guys are not gonna like this trade. And I, I got to be honest with you. I don't either. And I'm not even a fan of the one guy, uh, James Robinson, and a third for Darren Waller and a 2021 fourth. So the only reason that would make any kind of sense is if you're in one of those tight end premiums where you have to start two tight ends or something like that, yeah. you know, but you have no context of that trade, right? You're just looking I have at context. the trade. You can start four. It doesn't show the scoring. Though. Okay. Cause um, and then also James Robinson straight up for Mike Williams, um, uh, which feels a little light to me again on the uh, Mike Williams side. Like you should be getting more back than James Robinson. Yeah. I can understand giving up your fab, you know, um, paying for a player. And we did that in DFB just on the chance that he became the, the running, you know, the starting running back. And, and, you know, you only have so much money and you have to really hit. Um, Mike and I have talked about this. I think we've talked about it on the show. You have to strike while the iron's hot early in the season to get the best guys to, get, you know, get the best value for your dollars. And, and so I see going after Robinson early like that with the, with the cash money you have, your budget, but to trade assets in, um, cause you're gambling, you really are kind of gambling on what you, we don't know what he's going to be for that team for Jacksonville. Trading players, though, is a little bit of a different story for me. Like, I don't have a problem if you spend all your waiver dollars. You know? 
it is funny because what you just said, yeah, we've talked about it before where the longer you hold on to your fab money, the less valuable it gets because really the the only time you're going to end up using it as you get deeper in the league is if some crazy thing happened where somebody dropped somebody or all of a sudden somehow somebody got good because especially in most of the leagues that we're in already, we've rostered those third string running backs or those guys that are going to get that opportunity. So to drop a bunch of your fab money at the very beginning, like Shane just did on Josh Adams, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But Not a um, bad gamble. Yeah, it didn't no, probably work well in his case because of the Tagsy squad. But um, I just know, loved. I just move with a sixteen teamer. That league sure. is tough. But but, <laughs> but the Adam Gase. The, Adam Gase is a jerk off. <laughs> the best part of it was though that it happened in some other leagues that we were all in together. That's, That's I what I loved. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I didn't even I didn't even realize he was sent right down to the practice squad. Apparently, because yeah. when I, I looked in the NFL notes and it was like, oh, this was done on the fifteenth. Like, yeah. so literally, as I was putting in my waiver bids on him, right? You they, didn't know they were calling him into the office and saying, Josh, snipe snipe you on a less shitty running back only one yeah. pick after you already picked, so it's not even a yeah. snipe. And like, it's, uh, it's funny too because I don't think Bellage is anything, but I just no. thought, and I got him for practically free everywhere. So, but th- there was one last question I want to ask you to before we wrap all this stuff up. When you talk about uh, making making a profit off of your stuff when you're when like you said you traded james robinson to get two thirds two thirds in that league you're you're trying to do a rebuild your team sucks whatever the one thing i noticed and i just wanted to get your guys' opinion is all over twitter everywhere in all the dms we're in and everything when people like Hines did well and when people like uh, malcolm brown did well the the first reaction everybody is saying is "Ooh, what is he worth can i get a second form can i get a third form can i get a first form but nobody ever says, hey, can I package him with something else and upgrade a position of need or whatever? So I just kind of feel like everybody's always just cares about rookie picks and not about making another spot on their roster better. And do you guys both react that way where you just want to know the value for rookie? Or, or it makes more no. sense to me to try to build up another position, right? To build and also build your team now in, in the ways that you can. I understand turning a quick profit. I mean, people like, you know, there are day traders or, you know, trading commodities. There are people who like, you know, literally like Shane probably would fit that mode, right? Where you're moving stuff like during the day, watching the, you're watching the chart mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're moving things. Hey, I'm, I bought this. I'm going to sell it. I'm going to, you know, and, and making those quick, quick bucks, like the quick turnaround on the return on investment right now. And then there are the people that play, you know, a little bit of a longer game. And, you know, like you're saying, I'm not saying Shane's not building his team. We know he is. But maybe thinking about it in different terms, not just as that player is, how can I profit on the guy I just acquired in James Robinson or whatever. I, I think there's some, like, beautiful point in the middle where you can do that and also you know try to make your roster better for the short run to try to win and you don't even maybe realize you're doing all those things at the same time yeah. you're just trying to package deal see how can i incrementally improve my starting lineup that's that's the way i look at it and shane's doing that too but you know he's aggressively trying to turn the profit like right. profit 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 and then picks 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 i mean it definitely works is that so true shane what i I mean, what I've noticed is, so I'll try to do both. You know what I mean? Like, I, what I've found though is people rather pay you in picks. One, there's no, they're not tied to that a pick. 
a pick to them is not a person. It's something they can get back at a later date. I can't trade generally. I can't trade a player away and go, well, I'll probably get him back next week. You know right. what I mean? Like, on their hearts trips either, yeah. yeah. I, I won't, you know, I can't trade just for instance. Like, I can't trade Juju Smith-Schuster and go, well, I'll probably get him back in the summer. Right. I can trade a number one pick <laughs> with right. two number ones and go, well, I still have all summer to get those back. Because they're not a person. <laughs> you know, see, you do know why I'm like, laughing? It's not like what we do. We we'll try you know, trade our picks away and be like, we could get those picks back or picks close to them back later right. and it's, win now and still get the picks. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny. The reason I laugh is, Shane, you and I did that in HQ1. <laughs> you and I traded uh, AJ Brown for Mike yeah. Evans, and in the summer I got Mike Evans back. That's why I was laughing. But, no, I just feel like it seems like everybody – Someone's trying to help someone beat me. <laughs> Some... that really hurt. No, that's not what happened. But some people, some people, I just noticed that we get a lot of messages in, in our DMs and on our Twitter feeds where they just pretty much just talk about picks. And I just feel like I don't know if that's the way everybody thinks and if some people need to try to adjust that thinking, you know, because somebody like James Robinson, you can maybe turn him around if your team needed wide receivers and get some wide receivers, you know. Yeah, and that's see, that's that's the move I like. So I've been trying to. I need a tight end in another league. Oh wait, that might be the same league, uh, same <laughs> league that I was trying to get Logan Thomas in. That makes more sense. So I'm also trying to get Noah Fant off a guy. Uh-huh. No, um, that's a move you need to make. But he wants J.K. Dobbins and D.J. Chark. So no. <laughs> for what? I, I mean, it's a two point. It is a two point um, per point per reception tight end league. But yeah. J.K. Dobbins, I still think has top. You know how I feel about J.K. Dobbins. So yeah. now, anyway, you know but, how you I know, feel about J.K. Dobbins. Don't trade him away. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not trading. You know so, how but Jeremy you know feels about J.K. I did try to send him Malcolm Brown and James Robinson plus other pieces like yeah. you know D.J. Chark. I was fine with that in like a second because you know th- th- that's a pivot I'm fine with. You right. know what I mean? I need the tight end. I don't. You know, you have to give something those. up to get no right. if You're fine with Chark, but yeah, there's a point at which it becomes too much of an ask even for tight end premium to get this player that you covet. Yeah, the guy's asking too much. Yeah, for I'm that, I'm just like, all right, well, I'll just risk it with Ryan Griffin and, and Dallas Goddard or Gerald Everett and Dallas Goddard. But now I get your point. Like, I think it's just, it's also easier for, that's just how our, all of our minds work in Dynasty, I think. Like, we immediately go, well, what's he worth in picks? Because it's easy to look at something and go, he's worth this much. He's worth two first round picks. He's worth a second round pick as opposed to going, well, he's worth this specific player because then you box yourself in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with that. You but shouldn't, you should. Yeah. You definitely should not just be trying to get picks. Like you should be trying to pivot to, you know, look, even if you can't sell high, high, at least pivot to a position of need that you, you might have like tight end for me in a couple of leagues is really bad. Apparently I didn't care about them. <laughs> and that's why I brought it up. I just wanted us as a show and as a group to tell people that are always asking us about picks it just to, throw it out there so some people may get a mindset of doing something like that because it just seems like it's a knee-jerk reaction from every single person. They say to us, hey, I can get a second, I can get a third. And I just want to, I'm not saying that it's not already out there, but it just seems like a lot of times it's not. So that's why I wanted to bring it up and and see if maybe somebody will start thinking that way when it happens, you know? Um, we had a lot of, <laughs> I mean, it's been a crazy week and unfortunately we're in the end of the week to do this show and there's actually live football on 
half of a minute ago it started. So uh, we're going to wrap up the show right now and uh, we'll do a Patreon thing later or something. But right now, I just want to tell everybody. Uh, oh, speaking of Patreon, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon. Oh, we have a patron. We did a we did a waiver wire article this week. Um, it was like the old days. So every week we're getting a waiver wire. Yeah, every <laughs> week you get a waiver wire article. Um, it's not going to just be waiver wires. You'll see towards the end of the year. There's always like, you know, I used to do waiver wire articles for a site we used to write for, and yeah. it was just like, well, this is what they expect, so this is what I give. I'm going to give them, but it's going to be a little different for patrons. It's going to be. These are guys you need to drop. These are guys you you know you should hold. These are guys you should flip. It'll be a little more involved. Plus, don't forget you get the bonus episode of this podcast. Um, you get the uncensored version of this podcast. Bonus episodes every week. You get the group me chat, and you get to be my friend. <laughs> yeah, we, we we've gotten for free, but you know that is definitely one of the perks. I don't know if it's top of the list, but it's probably. In- Top ten bullet points that we have to offer. As I said, I'm kidding. Yeah. But the thing is, we actually have a few things in the works too. Probably have to tease that. Yeah. That we're talking about doing specifically for the patrons. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, we'll be announcing that shortly um, on Twitter uh, with our patrons through the group, um, the group me chat, and uh, on this show. So everybody knows what we're doing. Awesome. So go check out um, our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on iTunes. Give us a rate and review, please, because we all know how. Everybody we're loves almost, to get rate We're reviews. almost in a nice round number. We're sitting at a funky, crooked number. I hate that because I have OCD. <laughs> nice. so I, I need like 18 more people just to go rate awesome. us. Yes, like, please, right now. please go do that. And uh, thanks again for listening. Good luck in week two with everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Say goodbye, Shane. Bye. Bye, Shane. Bye.